Yo, 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 yo. Welcome back to another dope, dope, dope episode of Fruit Boom Podcast with your boy JBJR doing the solo dolo this time. Um, my boy Matt couldn't be here, he had a previous engagement, he had to go to, so I'm gonna hold it down this episode. Um, and it's a very special episode to me, like very, 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 very special for me because. I have a certain gentleman on that I've networked with over the last few years, and this gentleman has put me on game, introduced me to so many people, and I definitely owe a lot to him because he definitely opened my eyes to like a lot of things dealing with just producers and dealing with the music industry in general. And also, he's a dope producer himself and a dope DJ. Um, I bring to you right now one of the founders of iStandard. Thrill Collins, aka my boy Don DiNapoli. How you doing, brother man? Hello, hello, hello. How's it going, my man? Man, it's good, brother man. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for having me. I'm honored to uh, to be a special invited guest of this lovely podcast, and hopefully we can inspire some people and uh, have a little fun doing so. Absolutely, man. Absolutely, man. Like, I'm just loving the fact that we got this podcast going. Uh, we just did some episodes not too long ago with some more local producers, man. So definitely, you know, we you check out these episodes, just like anyone else, man, check these episodes out, the past ones that we just do and release every Monday. Just make sure, you know, you check these out and check out all these producers that's on here and DJs as well. Just so that way, you, can, you know, you can go ahead and listen to these brothers and sisters and you know, if you want to do work with them and network with them and buy work for them, what whatnot, contact them. Get reach out to them. That's what we that's what we on. That's the whole mission of this whole thing that we're doing right now. So definitely go ahead and check out these podcast episodes. But that's neither here nor there right now. We actually on to a more important thing dealing with this podcast, which is this interview with my brother. So my man. How's everything been going up in NY, man? Tell me what's been up. Everything is lovely, man. New York is, you know, to me, I'm very, I'm from North Jersey, so I'm, I'm always biased. I always had New York City <laughs> right across the river from me, and it was always a goal of mine to start a company and live in New York, and, and I fulfilled that phase of it. So, you know, the, the weather's getting a little bit cooler, you know, jackets and boots are coming back, so I'm all about, like, you know, that, that fall New York City life. So I, I'm just loving it, man. Winter, autumn, favorite season. Summertime, I'm a big guy, man. I'm six foot one, 200 plus pounds. I walk around in sweat. It's not pretty in the summer for me, man. It's not pretty. So like, hey, brother, I'm, I'm the saying, same. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm up there with you. <laughs> yeah, so I'm excited about the weather. And, you know, we just have a really, really exciting fall coming up. Um, you know, a, a myriad of things happening nationwide and internationally for us. A bunch of new exciting like, initiatives. You know, we're really really trying to carry that flag for producers and really make things as um, acting as almost a GPS for producers is what really the goal of the iStandard movement is and mm -hmm. um, you know we're in talks you know, we've been putting together the perfect producer app which will not only be just somewhere where you can share your music not only somewhere you can network but all the above and we're really taking our time and making it so user friendly that like it would be essential in everyone's arsenal to have this app on you at all times and, and we're really excited about it so patience hopefully we'll be able to launch it by south by maybe ascap expo maybe next summer it, it will not come out until it's ready 
Man. So ill. I can't wait, man. We can't, can't wait, wait to share it, man. We can't wait to share can't it. Can't wait. It's going to be so ill. So we're going to go ahead and get this uh, interview started, my brother. So, you know, as I told you right before we started, we keep it natural, keep it simple. This is how we do. Just keep it, you know, free flow. You know what I mean? So we're going to go ahead and start with uh, with the basics. So let's just take us back for a second and let us know your past. Like, how did you get into being into music production in the first place? Just even before I stand it, just tell us how that how you got into that. And it's also DJing. Absolutely. Well, you know, I was, uh, you know, just like any 18-year-old kid, uh, had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, you know, I always, you know, as a child, of course, everybody wants to be a rock star and everything. But, mm-hmm. you know, as time went on, I realized my voice wasn't that good unless I wanted to sing complete monotone baritone, as you can hear in my speaking voice. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, you know, I went to school, you know, real average school, you know, I got a scholarship for it just because I didn't want to waste money on, you know, an expensive school. And I found out they had a, a music business program and it was at a school called William Patterson University in North Jersey. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hmm, music management, music business, what's that? So <laughs> I started taking a couple courses and uh, to be honest, the first class I took, I failed because oh, I was like, wow, like, what is all this extra stuff besides the music? Like, I was uninterested. I thought we're gonna go in there and sign bands, and sign rappers, do whatever. Um, so, you know, eventually I retook the class. Uh, I became engaged in it. I did well. Um, and what was cool about the program was like a lot of people there were adjunct professors. So they weren't mm-hmm. like full-timers. They were people that were actually doing it in the music business, you know, for years. Um, Carl Guthrie, who was like the Fat Boys lawyer and Just Blaze mm. lawyer at the time, was the law professor. Um, okay. George Dashinger, who was the uh, music and publicity in the music, I'm sorry, publicity in the music industry, was an actual publicist. Um, oh, wow. You know, I studied audio production where we cut tape. This was, you know, I graduated in 2002, so this was just before Pro Tools, um, or Pro Tools became ubiquitous. And, um, so I just started like, you know, just, just taking different courses and getting internships. And, you know, I got my first job in the music industry the day I graduated. And mm-hmm. it was for a company, I won't name them, but I was 22 at the time and they had no idea what they were doing. Like, oh, they were my age now. I just turned 38. Virgo season is over, but just turned 38 <laughs> a couple weeks ago. And hey, happy belated, my brother. Thank you, sir. Uh, and these gentlemen at the time were my age now. And, you know, they got investors for this, you know, management company and, you know, they were buying like $7,000 desks and BMWs and, and just like all like, you know, being extremely wasteful with, uh, with their resources. So um, needless to say, you know, at a, a young age, at 22, I realized that, you know, they were doing something wrong. I shortly left thereafter. And then I was kind of like, what the hell do I do? You know, like, I'm... I kind of had an opportunity to have a job at a, a music management company, but they told mm. me shortly thereafter. Um, mm. And, um, you know, I, I linked up with a friend who was like playing guitar, and uh, his name is Fred Nisnik, and, you know, he had a, a really, really great uh, sound. So, you know, I linked up with a fellow named Ariel Borjo through a friend who I was working with at the time, bartending. And mm-hmm. he said, uh, you know, I think you and my friend Ariel really get along. You know, you both in music. And he's like, you know, Ariel's been the second engineer on Diddy's project, J-Lo, and Black Eyed Peas, and a bunch of people. So he's someone good to know. 
so, you know, circumventing back to, you know, to Fred, uh, we both decided that we were going to manage and produce a project. And it was like a pop rock project with like, you know, overtones of Latin and jazz and things like that. Um, mm -hmm. And I really learned a lot about like the ins and outs of the music industry. I learned how to temper my expectations. You know, when, when we first started out, I'm like, oh yeah, we're gonna make this album. He's gonna get signed by a major label in a year, and he's gonna go on a tour and everything. And I was kind of given a dish of humble pie uh, in doing so. Um, so you know, fast forward a little bit. I decided to do like a couple different like multi-genre showcases. You know, I was always into pop, rock, hip hop, jazz, R&B, you name it. And um, there was a hip hop group I was managing at the time called the Budai Knights. And we were doing like a bunch of different showcases and it was literally like a guy who was like the A&R's dog sitter's mailman's brother's cousin sitting in and like, quote unquote, judging these showcases and, um, you know, paying no attention, you know, taking two, three hundred dollars from us and, and nothing, mm -hmm. you know, really, you know, popped from it at all. Uh, until I went to do a showcase uh, run by a gentleman named Jay Hatch. Um, mm -hmm. You know, when we did Jay shows, Jay would say, hey, you know, this label person's gonna be there, um, this attorney's gonna be there, and, you know, lo, lo and behold, walk into the room and there they are um you know at this time i was also doing uh some management at a studio uh and working at a studio in um in times square and uh i saw these cats who were like just rocking out an mpc right? they, and, and, and i was pretty un, unclear of all this uh mm -hmm. how this process was really made so i'm like oh that's interesting and so they'd be like, yeah, you got a good business head on your shoulders. You'll help us shop our beef. So I'm like, okay. cool. I'll help you shop your beef. Uh, let's um, get your best beef CDs together. Let's make, you know, let's make a compilation and let's send them to the No traction, nothing. Just a waste of resources, waste of energy, waste of money. Um, you know, cold calling record labels, emailing record labels. Hey, we have beef. Nothing, nothing, nothing. So one day, just like a light bulb, you know, lit off my head and I said, you know, I would love to do like a producer showcase. I would love to mm -hmm. do something that's not so much of a beat battle, but more so of a conducive environment uh, for a producer to come in and be able to A, network with their peers, um, mm -hmm. be able to potentially collaborate with, uh, you know, the judges we would bring out. And, um, and make it an overall you know, experience for the creator. So I went to Jay and I said, yo, I'm gonna have this idea. And he's like, yeah, I'm doing 100 things now. I'm like, I know me too, but I'm like, I'm telling you, this is a really good idea. So I wrote it out for him and he wrote out his notes and we got together at the world famous Castelli in the Lower East Side of Manhattan. And, and, um, and, and we nice. became uh, what I standard is uh, the baby steps of I standard. Hey. There we go. Yeah, man. First show we did was at the Remote Lounge, March 16th, 2005, and the place was jammed. We had Rockwild had heard about it. He was there. Buckwild, Needle nice. judged the first show. You know, and, and these gentlemen, we all still have great relationships with. So, shout yeah. out to those gentlemen. Absolutely. You know, those are the brothers. So, 
you know, it basically became a snowball effect. You know, people will come to these New York shows and mm. they come from Philly and they come from Boston, they come from Atlanta. And they would say, hey, why don't you guys do this show in our city? So we're like, cool, let's do it. So we, mm. in turn, would empower people in certain cities uh, and set up shows uh, in, 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 you know, across the country. And, you know, before you knew it, we were in, you know, 30 plus markets, uh, you know, North America and London and the Caribbean and, 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 you know, who knows where next. Man. See, you know, see right there, man, just, you know, starting basically on like a grassroots kind of thing, just starting literally from the bottom up like you did, man. It's definitely inspiration, man. I'll be letting, literally letting a lot of people know that you do. Uh, and I remember Jay had shout out to him. He told me this a long time ago is, you know, don't never try to fast track what you're doing. You know, always take your time with the baby steps with it because you appreciate it later on instead of you trying to just fast track and get on and just pop like that you know just a story about how you actually got everything with you know azure starts as a producing dj and leading up to being one of the founding members of this great great showcase called i stand it and it's great network i would say at this point you know yeah we can it's, it's really more of an inspiration yeah. for me you know i mean that's something i really do appreciate hearing and i'm pretty sure a lot of people appreciate hearing that as well you know, like you guys really are a huge inspiration to a lot of people out there. And how do you guys like receive that now, knowing that you guys inspire a lot of people, especially us being producers and DJs and songwriters and whatnot? I mean, what does that feel like for you? I mean, for me, you know, I always want to make sure that we're completely honest and transparent with everybody that's a part of I Standard. You know, mm. we're not in the business to sell you dreams. We're not going to guarantee you go on our show or you attend the B camp or you're part of it that you're gonna get a placement. You know, we temper everyone's expectations. We let them know that we're providing the platform, but it's really up to you as for how you can take advantage of it. You know, this is here for you guys. You know, this is here for you, James, and you know, the legion of producers that we've showcased before. And it basically takes and congregates a bunch of like-minded people in a room and adds a mentorship quality. And you know, from there, it's really up to you. You know, when you show up to a nice standard event, you know, this isn't, you know, party time. You know, this is time to come and this is time to, you know, network properly and have your A-game on because, you know, first mm -hmm. impressions really matter. And uh, there's life changers in the in our room. Um, mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, for me, it's just, you know, personally, um, it's, it's the greatest feeling. You know, again, you, know, you mentioned, you know, I produce and DJ and write a little bit. I never really wanted to be about me. You know, I never really wanted to be the next guy. You know, I never wanted to be the next right, great right, right. producer. You know, I can get in when I get in, but I more so believe in a community effort and, and with anything to make change, uh, it involves a congregation of people. And, and I think that's, you know, what we, we're building steps towards and we're continuing to do. And, and, you know, we're not stopping anywhere, anytime soon. You know, the Zy Standard movement will, uh, is, is not going away anytime soon. Let's put it that way. Amen to that, man. Like, I'll say that, man. Like, and I definitely hope it lasts for, no, ride this shit till the wheels fall off, man, because I love Outstanding, man. I love what y'all do, man. I truly do, man. So, so tell me, like, how, um, how is it? How does it feel working with Jay Hash, man? Like you know, that's the other homie. That's the other. That's the other half of the whole I Standard movement, man. Like so, tell us, like, how is the feeling with Jay Hash, man? I know you guys are pretty much brothers in this thing. So tell us about your relationship with him. 
Uh, I think it's great because, you know, Jay and I, uh, we do share a lot in common. We're both very hardworking. Uh, we're both very detail-oriented. Uh, we both do believe in slow processes in order to achieve a higher level of, of process. Uh, but we're actually complete opposite people. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we work in, you know, in our workflow, not more of a visionary, um, and kind of setting up, setting the tone for the new creative ideas and where we're going to move forward with, you know, um, setting up a corporate strategic partnership with the likes of Native Instruments and, mm -hmm. you know, Chaotic Eyeball and Audio Technica and companies like that. Um, and, uh, you know, Jay is more so of the taskmaster. You know, mm -hmm. if Jay's given a set parameter of tasks in order to execute, he knows exactly how to set it up, who is needed to execute it, and a timeline for it. So when you have like those two personalities together, uh, it works really well for a business structure. And definitely a shout out to, uh, you know, our CEO of Siz, who's our third in charge, you probably know as well, and he's really kind of the best of both of us. I mean, you know, he's smarter than both of us. He's technologically more advanced than us. Um, and he's really been the glue to really help things together. And, and he's basically running the company on a day-to-day -day operation, um, you know, as I create new opportunities and Jay, um, you know, executes them. So. Shout out to him, man. Shout out to him. For real, for real. Like, Those my guys, you know, you know, Go, 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 go. Hello. Hello. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no. <laughs> go ahead, man. oh no, I was done. I'm good. Yeah. Oh no, no, no. I was just saying, man. You know, as far as um, everything's concerned, you know, just you know the partnership and the brotherhood I'm seeing you guys grow within the Outstanding community. You know, it's definitely you know great to see and refreshing. Like you know, I'm seeing other producers, you know, getting to know one another, starting to network, and I'm starting to see a lot of. Um, I would say, and like I say on the show a lot, even with the B battle. Uh, still sharpening, still type of thing, you know. So, so, I, and that's something I think that's really needed for a lot of people, you know. So, I would want, and I think one of the things that goes into that whole still sharpening, still ideal, is the whole fact of constructive criticism, you know, knowing where you need to improve it. And I know I standard is definitely not shy at all to let you know what what to hear what your stuff sound like you know let you know hey this is what you need to do a b c and d to it you know so let me ask you this and i know you get a lot of people that you know kind of you know you get a lot of people that do not know how to receive that so how do you handle you know people not being able to handle constructive criticism at these showcases or do you even get a lot of that nowadays um you know it, it happens a lot less than normally i mean we've kind of learned and adapted and, you know jay you know when he hosts the majority of the shows you know he kind of sets the tone for everything and jay will say listen this is what it's about you know you need to be able to take the criticism from our judge panel take it you know there's no a b conversation it's just basically them giving you feedback they're the ones with the grammys on their walls and you know those are the ones with the platinum plaques and whatnot so mm -hmm. um but again you know sometimes the ego takes over and uh, it's, uh, you know, an unfortunate thing. But I feel, you know, as if, you know, with high standards, we've also kind of helped some people by not pursuing their music career. Mm -hmm. The reason I say that is because sometimes mm -hmm. we'll have a producer that'll come into, the, into our spectrum and they'll play their track. And mm. previous to them playing their track, you know, their brother and their mother and their sister and everybody said, 
that their stuff was great. And then they step mm-hmm. into, the, into the into the the I standard world, and the judges will you know maybe give them less than favorable feedback. And mm-hmm. some people will be able to handle that and use that as motivation to get better, and hopefully take some of that advice and apply that towards their craft. Uh, but some may say, you know what, this stuff is too serious for me, man. You know, I walked into that building and I was maybe not up to par with the other producers that were in the building. So I might be a little bit more of a talented uh, accountant, or I might be a better, um, you know, uh, lawyer, or I might be better at something else. Maybe producing is not for me. And, and I really do genuinely hope that we've helped steer people away from production if it might not necessarily be for them. Because, you know, this could be a hobby, and if you want to treat it as a hobby, fine. And, 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 and enjoy that. But if you're really going to take music production and the whole uh, instability of life that comes with it uh, as a career, then you got to take it really serious. Like, you're very aware of this as well, my man. I'm sure a lot of you listeners are too. Right, right, right. I mean, like I say, I mean, it's one of those things that, you know, like you said, it's not for everybody. I mean, it's a, it's definitely an art form. Being a producer is definitely an art form, and it's also a business. And it's if you're dealing with business, you have to be able to deal like we just discussed with this constructive criticism. And like you said, man, you know, it inspired a lot of people, and it also deterred a lot of people. And if it deters people, it's like, hey, this is just not your lane. You know, it's just not your lane. I really hope that really sticks with them. It's not a bad thing. You know, you just found out this is just not for you, and there's nothing wrong with it. I just hope you know how to receive that. Exactly. And you know, it happens even in our beat battles here in uh, St. Louis. <clears throat> so you know, because people don't know how to receive the criticism, because I'm one of the main judges. And you no, know, just you know, seeing people you know come up to me like, hey man, what's one of my stuff? And what's happening? I'm saying, hey man, well, should have done A, B, C, and D, or you should have tried uh, this, that, and the third. And I'm like, huh? Well, maybe I should just start trying to play this kind of stuff. I'm like, no, nah, you can play what you can play. Just do, just do this, and it worked. But you know, some people get salty, and like you say, egos and. Unfortunately, it's, it, it comes with the territory, you know what I'm saying? So Yeah, but I just know, hope people passed it, you know? Yeah, I mean, for every... But I'm sure, you know, some people, like a Kanye, you know, whose ego is, you know, the size of Jupiter, I'm sure, like, right. he wasn't able to handle that criticism, but he, at the same time, went back in and improved. Um, you know, funny story about Kanye. Uh, mm-hmm. I used to uh, intern sometimes at the cutting room. My friend Ariel linked me up there, so I was always up there. And uh, nice. I, had, I had the opportunity to meet Corey Smith, who is probably, probably okay. his partner with Blacksmith. Really cool guy. Shout out nice. to Corey if you're listening anywhere. I haven't seen him in a couple of years, but uh, I know he's doing well. And, uh, you know, Kanye had went up to the studio, told me a story about, uh, you know, going up and, and he had the beat for Get By. And mm-hmm. he played it for Corey. And Corey goes, oh, man, that's jamming. He goes, oh, no, 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 Corey, Corey. That's from Mariah, though. That's from Mariah. So whatever, mm. and Corey's like, yeah, okay, whatever. And he gave it to Talib, and Talib rocked on it, and you know, he recorded, uh, you know, get by over it, and you know, the rest is history. So nice. you know, so- sometimes it takes like someone like a Corey Smith, who is a little bit more cutthroat, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, a-, a very, very good businessman, to offset a super creative. So you know, again, going back to that criticism part. 
Um, even if you don't have someone actively pursuing you as a manager, you know, as a creative, it's always really good to have somebody there on your side uh, that could potentially represent you on your behalf in situation. Just someone you trust, mm -hmm. somebody that you know has a good head on their shoulders, someone you know that is, you know, a, uh, a good business person. Because, you know, at the end of the day, it's very, very difficult to navigate throughout the music industry uh, solo. And, you know, having somebody, you know, learning by trial, trial by fire, uh, mm -hmm. could work. You know, again, I went to school and I learned a little bit about music business and stuff. But I went to school, you know, in 2000 and everything was changing then. I mean, CDs were selling 10 million copies in 2000. You know what I mean? Mm. Almost 20 years later, things have drastically changed. Everything I learned in school was pretty much like outdated. You know, we learned to cut tape mm. and learn about CD sales. You know, so I learned by fire. And, you know, you as a creative, like it's always good to have somebody, um, you know, in your corner who could potentially down the line be, you know, your personal manager because it's, it's a lot. It's a lot to navigate through. Yeah, man, it, it definitely is, man, and that's why, you know, I got respect, man, that's why I say respect to you, man, like, real, it's real talk, man, so, you know, just for what you do, man, and um, one thing I actually want to discuss with you, and um, I know it's, it's one thing I've actually seen a whole lot on the net, and I've, I've always been kind of on a other side of the fence with this because I've always just want to understand like why people are always upset over the price of like entry to I standard like when you have to understand like the bigger picture of the thing so I know that's been like a criticism for people and that's one thing I know I've always know try to explain to people the benefit of paying this amount of money like you know tell people the benefit like of just investing their money into I standard, you know, if you are creative, like a producer or a songwriter or whatnot, you know, whether it's in person or digital online. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, the thing is, I don't, I think that issue is not so much I standards issue. I think the issue is more so come and stem from a lot of scammy people out there doing things and, and having, you know, again, like I mentioned earlier, about these showcases, quote unquote, that I would do with these artists I was working with, that was just basically mm -hmm. like a money scam. Like for us, like, you know, we have a staff of 15 people. Um, you know, we have to also live as well. Um, for every show that we do, we're spending at least $2,500 out of pocket, you know, just to put the show on. Um, mm -hmm. So it's tough. So um, yes, there has to be a value to certain things. Um, you know, for us, we're actually working on really enhancing our producer perks. So not only when you enter an iStandard show, you don't only get like your showcase slot, you also get specific percentages off different uh, products and gear and, you know, an up price package and things like that. Because, you know, if you're gonna invest, you know, $200, $300, you know, in uh, a PlayStation 4 or, you know, a pair of sneakers or an outfit or anything, and, mm -hmm. you know, you're not looking to invest in your own career, then, Again, like, you know, this may not be something for you. Um, I'm not saying we're the end all be all and everything. I understand money's tough. Money's tough for us a lot of the time. You know, we, we spend a ton of money to do these events. Uh, and, and sometimes, you know, we, we make zero dollars or lose money on them. So um, it's, it's all part of our ecosphere, which is my new word, um, that, you know, we are 
for producers by producers. And, um, you know, you don't have to invest in us, but uh, I would say that if those that were a part of the show, you talk to them after they invest in themselves, I think they'd have pretty much something solid and, and positive to say about it. Yeah, man, I, mean, I appreciate you explaining that to um, you know to the audience out there, especially all the producers out there that I know that may have whatever little criticism I had about I Standard. Like, understand, you know, these two gentlemen, you know, Jazz and Dime, man, they really are, you know, putting on for us, man. You know, spending this money to make sure they have venues, to have the promotions, to you know, I get have bring you know these famous producers. And we talking about not we talking about people that ruins like grant like multiple Grammys and have like multi-platinum you know winning producers and you know getting money daily and for the rest of their lives and you know that make big name you know, from like Beyonce and Jay-Z and like from big TV shows and movies and scores and stuff like that and understand people need to understand like yeah you know it you literally it's you have to spend money to make money at the end of the day it, it's, it's just the name of the game in business you know and you know you and that includes you know like you said spending on yourself you know it's an investment at the end of the day you have to invest in yourself that's something i had to learn it's something uh multiple my homies had to learn when we started doing like this it's something i had to learn but even with this podcast you know it's spend money to make money you have to yeah i mean it's like with beats you know if you're selling a beat right you know you have to right. invest in yourself to buy your your daw you know your keyboard you know, your monitors and whatever so, you know, it's, it's the same principle when it comes to eye standards. Like, you know, for us to put a, you know, to travel, you know, three, four flights, rent a club out, um, use an audio school, it's tough. And, 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 you know, we don't look at this necessarily as a one-off. Like, when you do a show, we're not like, here, come do a show, pay your registration fee, peace out. You know what I mean? Like, we actually right. listen when we're at the event. And when we hear stuff that we feel potentially work for somebody, you know, we help make those connections happen. And there's been countless collaborations that have been spawned through the I Standard movement. I mean, you know, if you go on our webpage and you see some testimonials, you'll see people like S1 and, and you know, Cardiac and, and, and Frequency and, and Clams Casino and all these cats that have come through the movement. And uh, I'm pretty sure if you talk to them about I Standard, I'm sure they would have a smile on their face about what we do. Absolutely, man. I have actually met S1 in person, man, and talked yeah. to him um, when he came to the St. Louis one. Yeah. Um, the first one back in what, 2013, 2014, if I'm not mistaken. Probably 13. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, 2013, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, and just speaking to him, man, he talked, you know, very highly about you and Don, man. And, you know, I appreciate that, brother, for, you know, putting me on game. And, you know, it was just definitely more of, uh, like a fresh air reassurance for me. And then, you know, and even I went ahead and showcased a few times myself. Yeah, I and, remember. Yeah. yeah, man, and so and crowd receptive, and I even met people like DJ Payne One. Been talking to him, and he's a good brother. Shout out to him. Payne One, and you man. know, it's you know just you know just learning from people, man, and that, and that's what people got to understand the benefit out of. Even like I say with the beat battle, it's the same thing where I stand, man. The networking. You know, the the opportunity to shake hands and you know meet face to face with these people so they can remember you. You know, other producers so you can go ahead and collaborate with them. I'm pretty sure they're gonna be artists out there who're gonna go in and try to get some beats from people. It's the same thing, you know. It's you know you spend it 300 to get in, but you walk away. You can depending on like what happens and who you link up with, you could probably walk out with 3,000. 
Yeah, Easy. absolutely. You know, it's just the possibility. I mean, you just have to kind of think of it like that. Yeah, you know? our shows aren't parties. You know, you've been to our shows. You know, I'm a right. single guy, so I wish there was more girls hanging out in there, but it's a serious <laughs> crowd, you know. You're in there, and the people that are in that building are one of two people. They're either a fellow like-minded creative, artist, producer, etc., or they just came out to support, you know, their family or their friends or whatever. So, you know, everyone in that building is just as equally important as, you know, the, the special guest judges that we bring out, you know. Mm -hmm. You could be standing right next to the guy that went before you in the, in the show, could be the next S1 or Wiz Beats or whomever. So, um, right, right, right. you know, it, it's we really try to drive home to our producers that, yes, it is a competition because we do have prizing and we do have various different things. But these are also your peers, and, and we hope that if you heard someone's music that you're really digging, and you feel that they may be a better drum programmer than you, but yet you're a really, really talented musician, like, we would love for you guys to collaborate. Like, that's what we want to see. Like, we want to see producer pairs form. We want to see collaboration spawn. Like, this is what this is all about. It's, you know, if, you're, if you walk into the mindset that you're going to come in, get a placement, and if you don't, you waste your money, then, you know, I, I'll, I'll personally tell you not to come. You know, uh, you might be better off, you know, um, I don't know. There's not really that much for producers. I mean, in St. Louis, besides what you're doing and, and what we've done in the past, like, you know, I don't really know that much. And nationwide, there's things, but, you know, I think I think we've, you know, we've established ourselves as, as you know, a top music producer coalition, for sure. Yeah, that you have. That you have. Like, 100%, man. Like, you're, I mean, you're... Like I said, just the network that you have built, you know, in in this time period that you have, you know, is just impressive by itself. And one thing I, you know, want to try to even understand, you know, and try to just, you know, just let people know as well as, you know, what's one of the main things I would say you should always take out of going to just any kind of conference, whether it's iStandard or... You know, it can be going through an A3C or if you're going to a conference in South by Southwest. What's one of the main things, if not the most important thing, you would say you need to go ahead and be about, especially when it comes to, like, about being about the business aspect of, you know, trying to be a producer and, you know, get this money? Well, you know, we've talked about networking on it. I mean, you know, cliches are cliches usually because they're true. And, you know, your network is your network. Um, however... You know, one of the key components which I feel a lot of people are missing is follow-up. Um, I just put together a panel at InstaFest in New York about a week ago. Uh, mm -hmm. I held the panel. Uh, I had Jay on the panel as well, you know, my partner. Um, DJ Aaron Omar, Shy Bug, the producer, and Atlas, who's the co-founder and vice president of Illmind's Roseville Music Group. And nice, I nice. met, like, probably 150 new people in that okay. time frame when I was there for a few hours. And I gave my number out, I gave my email out, I gave Instagram out, and I have literally had zero people follow up with me. Oh, wow. Zero. So again, like, you could go ahead, go to a nice standard event, South by A3C, ASCAP Expo, um, get tons of business cards, get a ton of numbers, but if you aren't strategically following up, um, with the people that you meet, then you wasted your money. You know, you really did. Like, 
And there's a difference between, you know, badgering and pestering and politely following up. Um, mm -hmm. I'm a detail-oriented person. So when I meet people, you know, I, I consider myself somewhat of a, a stylist, man. And a lot of times, you know, I'll meet people, they be like, yo, man, I love your glasses or I love your shoes or I love your hat or whatever. Mm -hmm. When I follow up with people sometimes, you know, and this could be like, you know, on the corporate level for like, you know, uh, you know, propeller heads or Ableton, and I'll be like, yo, good to meet you at ASCAP Expo. I'm the dude who shades you love. You know, listen, I hope to connect with you in the future. You know, let's kind of, you know, start off getting coffee before we jump into bed. You know, if, if you reach out to the people that you meet at these conferences and you follow up more so you like, hey, check out my music, okay, bye, maybe not going to get an email back. You know, if you mm -hmm. connect on somewhat of a personal level and identify mm -hmm. yourself as somebody that stands out, um, whether, again, you know, everyone has their own swag, um, I think, you know, you're more likely to build a relationship. Mm -hmm. And... I 100% agree with you, brother, man. For real, for real, man. Like, it's important, man. The follow-up is important, man. Very, just, you know, very important. It is. Just touching base, man. Just saying, hey, what's up, man? Hope everything is well. Hey, you know, you know, just want to follow up, see if you want to do A, B, C, and D. Or, hey, how's everything going? You know, it's nothing wrong with that. But like you said, just don't be pestering people. Because, <laughs> no, I, I have seen people, you know, especially with, you no. Know, you know, on social media with like Facebook, you know, spamming people, especially like in messages and you know, on their fees and I think that's a big and for me I always feel like that's a huge, huge no no. Yeah. I agree. For, like a huge no no. Like how did, what are your feelings on like people that do that, you know, for like self promotion? Like what what are your thoughts on that so people can understand like what not to do when it comes to that? Well, listen, man, we've all probably seen it all. You know, I've been in the music game for, you know, about 16 years now. And I made more than that, man. Maybe about 18. Uh, time goes fast. Um, you know, it, 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 it's really, really tough. Like, you know, it depends on what your goal is. Like, if you're a producer trying to get tracked towards somebody, um, it's more likely that you will get someone's attention by them hearing of you somehow as opposed mm -hmm. to you forcing yourself upon them. Um, you know, if you're an artist trying to get signed by a label and you're pestering an A&R or an executive on social media, probably gonna get blocked pretty soon. Um, so I would say the best approach is really to work hard at your own circle. And just like anything else, like, you know, the, the proverbial snowball effect, you know, mm -hmm. usually ends up starting to ring true for the buzz of any artist or producer. You know, sometimes, and you know when it happens, you can feel it happening, there's no science to it, but all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you'll just start hearing someone's name at the end of everyone's tongue. You'll be like, remember this Kendrick Lamar? Remember this, you know, Lex Luger? Remember this, um, you know, who, whoever's coming out uh, at the time? Mm -hmm. Um, and it starts to snowball, and, 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 and it, it starts by, like, as a producer, because that's most of what we're talking about, um, is, like, every artist in that city is basically being laced by that producer in some way, shape, or form. So, you know, it starts off in that manner. And then those artists start traveling, and then, like, you know, your snowball effect, if you're in St. Louis, then, like, some Kansas City artists start rocking out you a little bit. 
And then all mm-hmm. of a sudden, there's some Indianapolis artists starting to rock out with you. And then there's right. some Chicago artists trying to start starting to rock out with you. And you kind of create this like snowball effect where you're working at a pace in which hopefully, starting in your centralized location, will expand worldwide because of your hard work. And then from there, instead of you like, you know, reaching out and badgering someone on social media, it'll start to be like, damn, man, I'm seeing Jay Bishop's name everywhere lately. Like, I gotta find out what he's all about. And and this this literally does happen. Like, mm-hmm. if an artist hears of you or an A&R hears of you, they will find out. They'll know, like, they're, you know, there's some really great, you know, people that are great talent scouts out there. When someone's buzzing as a creative, as a producer, like, you'll get hit up. But, you know, to try and go, like, to the top, like, to try and, like, just, like, you know, badger, you know, Drake with your tracks, um, it may not work. Um, another tip of advice I would say for, you know, somebody who's also looking to uh, get to a higher level artist is, you know, Try and find out who the people that have produced them already is. You know, so we're gonna like talk about Drake. Let's say, you know, concentrate on building a relationship with a 40 or someone like that. Or even a Boy Wonder, or even a, a Nikhil. You know, someone that might not be as you know well known, however, lace a ton of stuff for Drake. Um, and you know, build with these cats and, and, and find out who the people are that are in their network and professionally approach them and saying, hey, you know, Nikhil, say for an example, I'm a huge fan of your work. I love the production you done Swimming Pools with Kendrick. I'm a big Drake fan. You know, you guys killed it, um, you know, on Take Care. And uh, I would love to be able to somehow collaborate with you. Here's a little snippet of my work. I hope you dig it. Check it out when you get a chance and we'll go from there. And then your chances of potentially working with Drake increased by a million times. Cause now you're just not like throwing, you know, uh, glitter into the wind. You're now actually affiliated with somebody who has a direct link with the Drake. So um, it's a very, very strategic uh, approach to doing it. So those that are badgering on social media, please stop that because it's, it's just gonna get you blocked. Like it's, it's not gonna work. There you go. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. Make sure you take that advice and stick with it. Apply it. This man knows what he's talking about. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. <laughs> I hope so, man. You know, I hope so. I'm just, again, it's just my opinion. So, uh, you know, I hope you guys really, uh, you know, take what I say and, you know, put your own twist on it and formulate your own, you know, thought process on it because, um, you know, we want to see everybody win. And, and, if, and if you're not winning, and, and music isn't for you, we want to see you be great at what you're great at. We want to see you be right. great as a, a, a website developer. We want to see you be great as a, an NBA player. Like, whatever it is that you're great at, like, let your greatness shine through. Because um, music production is not for everybody. It's, it's tough. A lot of sleepless nights, a lot of hair loss, a lot of, uh, you know, bank accounts drained, you know, uh, Moving back home with mom, like little things like that, like you know, that's that's what you gotta do in this game. Yeah, man. No blueprint to it either. Yeah, you just gotta go up and just move on faith, for real, man. <laughs> just yeah. work it out. Have faith and hard work. That's really all you gotta do, man. Get through with it, man. But um, 
you know what? We're going to go ahead and start wrapping up pretty soon, my brother, man. And I truly do appreciate you again coming on the show. Uh, I want you to go ahead and uh, promote any shows and any kind of upcoming events you have for iStanders. So, man, the floor is yours to go ahead and promote yourself. Well, once again, Jay, we appreciate you, you know, having me. Um, it's always a pleasure to speak about, you know, what we do and what we love and what we're passionate about. Um, you know, right now, we're really gearing up for A3C weekend. Um, so today's date is October 1st. Um, we'll have our A3C Creator Complex October 6th, uh, followed by the iStandard Track House, not Trap House, the Track House, uh, on October 7th. That's at Delightful Eats in Atlanta. Uh, anyone that's coming down to A3C and has a band can attend those events. Um, we are also planning our beat camp in LA, which is going to be November 17th through the 19th at the FBE Institute, which is a beautiful, beautiful campus. And we have one more beat camp at the end of the year, which will be November 30th through December 3rd uh, in Atlanta. So, um, you know, follow us at iStandard on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, etc. We actually just launched a brand new exciting initiative called the Produce Section. And basically okay. we're gonna be offering uh, our stratosphere of producers exclusive discounts on different products and things like that. So our first partner is something called Chaotica Eyeball. I'm not sure nice. I'm you familiar with it? Oh yeah, man. I see um, like a couple um, engineering partners I know got uh, got that. I've seen it. The advertisement all over on social media, man. Look, look dope. Man, it's crazy. So basically, you take the principle of a pop filter, and it's a spherical object that goes over the microphone and basically gives you like to the T boost style effect. Uh, just by putting this device on your mic on top of your microphone, um, we have a twenty percent code for it. It's, uh, it's high standard producers at checkout. Uh, if you're looking to purchase one, it's really, really cool. I have like 20 of them in my apartment right now. You know, I want to put it on every <laughs> microphone I have. I mean, nice. for your podcast would be great too, man. So, you know, we, sh we should have a combo uh, about getting you guys late for one too, if you, if you would need one. Um, nice. So, yeah, we're oh, working man. on oh, that. Man. Hey, man, you know, got to show the love. Um, and we just actually did a deal with Splice where uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with them, but yes. they are, you know, a sound library over a million sounds, subscription-based. Um, they have kits from everybody from Just Blaze to Lex Luger to Dead Mouse. Uh, they dropped the Sunny Digital one, and um, we're basically partnering with them to where we'll have uh, the winners of our shows receive a year Splice membership. Um, you know, we're doing our own custom iStandard kits, and we're also going to be a tastemaker on Splice as well. We're going to have iStandard Recommends kits as well. Um, you know, it's like $7.99 a month or $12.99 a month for a premium package, and you don't have to download individual kits. You can pick individual sounds, and I think you got like 100 or 200 sounds, depending on what plan you do. So it's a really cool thing. Um, let's see, what else? Um, you know, we have shows coming up for the rest of the year it's in Toronto, Columbus, Kansas City, um, L.A., San Francisco. You guys can submit to be considered for our, our events at iStandardProducers.com. Uh, submissions are free. Like we said before, if selected, there is a registration fee. However, we do provide uh, some tools and assets to uh, help you alleviate that fee. 
Uh, without those keys, we couldn't run, we couldn't live. This is all I do for a living. So uh, I would be uh, having taken a, a bartending job if, if we didn't have this. So, um, you know, for Jay and I and our team to survive, this is how we work. Um, you can follow me on the, on, the, on the Instagram. I'm on there. I'm the Thrill Collins. Two R, I'm sorry, T H R I L L C O L L I N S, the Thrill Collins. Uh, Twitter, Thrill Collins. Um, yeah, Facebook has uh, Thrill Collins as well. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on, a lot of exciting things. I'm really excited to get down to Atlanta this weekend. And, uh, man, I hope we can come out to St. Louis once again. Beautiful city. And, you know, I had to, I got, last time I was there, I got to spend an extra day there and I kind of roamed around the city a bit and did some, you know, photographs in the Mississippi and, and did some antique shopping and, I found like my favorite piece in my apartment, it's like Scale of Justice. So I love nice. St. Louis and I'm, I'm looking forward to coming back, man. St. Louis loves you, man. And thank you so much again, man. So I uh, just want to uh, let you know any final thoughts, man, you want to give to the people, man? Man, all I have to say is, you know, this music creation is just half of it. You know, really get your ducks in line. Get yourself right business-wise because, you know, we don't want to see anybody get duped by anybody in this game. Like, educate yourself on everything you can in the music industry. And we want to see you live off this game. We want to see your children live off this game. And we hope we want to see your grandchildren live off this game. And that's all possible if you have that right combination of creativity and astuteness in your business. So... That's it, man. Don DiNapoli, co-founder slash CEO of iStandards, signing off. Appreciate you guys for listening and hope to uh, have my partner Jay on sometime too. Absolutely, man. Definitely got to get Jay on, get him talking out here. Definitely, definitely, definitely. And again, brother, man, no, even though man couldn't be here, man, he truly 100% appreciates you being on the show as well. You know, Thank he hates you, you couldn't be here. But definitely, you know, we, you know, I hope we can all get on the show again and talk again, which will happen again, man. So I want everyone to know that we'll probably do, do a follow-up episode of this sometime in the near future as well, man. So, you know, look on, be on the lookout for it. I'm telling you, man. So, again, thank you so much, Don, man. I appreciate it for real, man. Thank you. Thank you. All right, my so, man. You have a great rest of your evening, and we'll talk soon. Peace, man. Appreciate it, man. So that was been another episode of uh, Fruit of the Boom podcast. I'm your boy, JBJR. Catch us on Instagram and Twitter at Fruit Boom Pod. Catch us online at FreshProduceSEO.com. And uh, check us out every Monday going forward. So holla at y'all. Peace.